Hello, everyone. My name is Illumide. And my name is Christy. And welcome to the Big Empty Purse podcast. When in Indiana. <laughs> you do as the Indianans do. Honestly, I do. The Hoosiers. That's what they call themselves. That's what themselves. they're called? The Hoosiers? Why? Why? There's a lot of... Okay. <laughs> Sorry, that was a stupid question. I shouldn't have asked. Like, moving on. <laughs> So, Christy, what have you been up to since the last episode? I visited the sunny state of Florida to see my family and sunburned my life away. I tried so hard. I was reapplying sunscreen so much. It still got me. It got me good. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I shouldn't laugh. (laughs) No. Yep. Oh, I'm sorry. Damn, that sucks. (laughs) It's the price you pay. (laughs) There was like a 75% chance. Like, (laughs) it was more likely than not that I was coming home sunburned. Did anyone, I mean, your family that actually lives there, have they adjusted to the sun? Or do they just burn all the time now? They, one, have adjusted to the sun. But two, apparently when you live in Florida, you just acquire clothing, like sun shirts, which are like designed to, they're like just long sleeve shirts that are just designed to be really lightweight and protective you from the sun which like i'm not used to being that hot so i was like one i don't own that shirt two absolutely not i don't want to wear a shirt (laughs) but they just they just like accumulate all this random clothing that they pull out of nowhere i mean slash also they're just so they're so tan like my 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 sister's son is like uh, just under two years old so tan so tan (laughs) and like He's a he's a baby, so they keep him sunscreened like constantly. He has a little chair with like a canopy over it. He has hats, but he's still tan. Very tan. Tan tan. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I mean, you do what you got to do. <laughs> yeah. I, honestly, because the people who live because you can't avoid the sun unless no. you like go from car to house to car to house. To, even like on your walk to the car, the sun will get you. So, <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Yeah, and then I come back here to D.C. and it's hotter than it was in Florida. Why? Really? Why D.C.? It was cooler in Florida? (laughs) Yeah. Are you serious? I mean, it's just that hot in D.C. the past few weeks or uh, days. Yeah. (laughs) It was 93, 94 all of this week. And uh, yeah, it was was not great here. Well, yeah, thankfully you escaped some of that. So sorry about it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I also went to another Pride trivia event. (laughs) What the fuck? What the actual fuck? First of all, can you explain to me why there are so many trivia things that have to do with pride? This is unnecessary. Now I'm getting upset about this. Now I'm getting upset about this. Why? Why do we have so many things that have to do with pride? Like, who cares? Is this a function of the fact that, I don't know, is this like a thing that happens every pride? Or is it is just like the thing that everybody has accepted as part of the panoramic that we can't oh. do as many fun things as we used to do and now we're just going to do trivia? Like, <laughs> trivia? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my I'm God. I'm so upset about this. That's a good question. Is this like a recent thing? Or 
have we always just been doing this for pride and for some reason it's just i feel like it's a new thing it has to be a new thing because i don't i don't remember that pride used to like anyway anyway i should stop getting upset about this but i am (laughs) well i can't answer any of those questions but i can identify most of the flags now so if you need that (laughs) oh i see (laughs) oh so okay i guess i well okay you know what maybe i'm not so upset because <laughs> if the theme of all this trivia is to educate people about pride and people are actually showing up and learning about pride, then I'm not mad about it. You know oh, what? Oh, I take is. all that back. It is. Yeah I, yeah. I thought it was just like trivia about anything at all. And I'm like, okay, who cares? But if mm. it has to do with pride and people are actually learning, I'm not mad about it. That's actually, yeah. you know what? Shout out to the people who organize this. Good for them. Good for them. I'm saying another Pride trivia as if I didn't help organize this Pride trivia also. <laughs> Let me just throw myself under the bus. I was this. <laughs> you are the problem. It's you. <laughs> we did We did have a fun addition. No, it's mostly like educational things. So like learning different terms and learning the flags and, and all of that. And there was like we did a fun thing this last one playing clips of songs and movies and having people identify them. Wow. Okay, first yeah. of all, I think I would have killed at that. I think <laughs> that would have been the segment that I would have killed at, especially if it has anything to do with like the things that gay people or queer people should know. If you play mm-hmm. the very first millisecond of an Ariana Grande song, I can tell you exactly what song it is. <laughs> that That is my superpower. I can tell you that. <laughs> I saw this TikTok the other day. It was just some woman on on TikTok. It was a trans woman. And she was like, I came out at work as a trans woman. Coworkers are all fine with it. But then one of my coworkers comes up and is like, can I ask you a question? And the, oh boy. the woman is preparing for it to be something so invasive or weird. <laughs> the woman just says, do LGBTQ people still like Lady Gaga? Oh. <laughs> That is so wholesome. Right? I love that. <laughs> she just wanted I love that. <laughs> she just wanted to know if they still like Lady Gaga. That's wholesome. You know yeah. what I will I will go ahead and answer this question even if it wasn't asked to me. Me personally, the answer is no. <laughs> she needs to have several seats. She's doing way too much. <laughs> I fell off that bandwagon many years ago. That woman yeah. right now is doing way too much. In my in my very very extravagant opinion she's doing too much she's doing way too much i also finally got around to listening to j cole's new album the off season so j cole fun fact we are from the same hometown so hey shout out to j cole yeah and it's like not a big hometown like i'm not like it's not it's a pretty small town in North Carolina, Fayetteville, North Carolina. If you listen to J. Cole's songs about it, it's not a great place. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> not J. Cole telling on y'all. <laughs> I mean, it's one of those like sort of classic rap things, except it's funny because it's my hometown where he like is simultaneously will shout out constantly like I'm from here like this is my hometown but also like here's all the shit that goes down in my hometown oh (laughs) you know what song that you just like Lil Kim did it about Brooklyn it's called Lighters Up I'm sure you've heard this song Mm -hmm. like Lil Kim tells you exactly what Brooklyn used to be like she complete (laughs) I was like wow Lil (laughs) Lil Kim was just letting us have it she was like if you cross that bridge and you don't have a pass (laughs) 
if you come over that bridge, you better say quick who you're close to because if they don't know you're around here, they will clap you fast. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, shout out to Lil Kim. <laughs> well, she had to document the history because of what Brooklyn is now. <laughs> I think, I think, and I think that was the thought process. Yeah, I yes. think so. Brooklyn now is, oh my God, it's <laughs> hipster central. and. Uh-huh. Whenever I find myself there, I'm like, wow, I love that for them, but I'm going to not be there for long. <laughs> Get my black ass as far away from there as possible. <laughs> I feel safe now, but I also feel bored. So like, Exactly, exactly. Like, there's nothing interesting Was about Brooklyn it? now. It's just, yeah, it, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know, but I don't think so. I do not think so. Anyway, that was all a side tangent to say. The album is awesome. I love the album. It's honestly, the album is just J. Cole showing off. Like, showing off <laughs> his range. Honestly. Honestly. <laughs> so the, I mean, the title, The Off Season, is a nod to the fact that, like, all of the work and practice and everything that goes into staying at the top of your game, like, practicing during mm. the off season, which makes sense. It's literally just, like, the songs are really good. The flows are good. The beats are good. There's diss tracks. There's that like ridiculous wordplay, which is great. It's so much more lighthearted than the past, like some of his recent albums, like KOD, which I love KOD. Not This is not a knock on KOD, his last album, which I love. Right. But it was like very concept heavy, kind of preachy, kind of a lot. And so it's nice to just hear him like having fun and dissing a bunch of people <laughs> i have a stupid question because i heard this like a while ago i thought j cole was officially now a professional basketball player i saw one thing about that in a news article reading about this album and was very confused about it and never followed up on it so right because when you is. when you said the name of the album i was like okay this is probably like a maybe a triple or four times on tondra where he's just referring to the fact that he's now a professional basketball player. Yes. I, I don't know. But if he is, shout out to him because like the the man is just he's just out here making the rest of us look bad. He's a he's a world renowned rapper. Now he's just a prof- casually professional basketball player. Good for him. Honestly. I don't know how tall he I don't even know. It doesn't matter how tall he is if he's a good basketball player. If he's a good, like, I caught myself with my bias over there. I was like, it doesn't matter if he's tall. If he's a good basketball <laughs> player, nobody cares about his height. Just go ahead and play, J. Cole. We're rooting for you. He was okay. He was part of the Basketball Africa League with the Rwanda Patriots. Ah. <laughs> he has since finished uh, and doesn't look like he did very well. Oh! <laughs> 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 ah, I'm laughing as if very well is not relative. If they asked me to play for that team, Mama, I would lose them points constantly. Constantly. So shout out to J. Cole. The fact that he even went ahead and did it, I think is, yeah, good for him. He's challenging himself to greater heights. So good for him. But yeah, no, it's just such a small hometown. Like, he worked at the roller rink where I had my first date. Like, it's <laughs> it's stupid. It's... <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly, yeah. I love it. This, I, I have to say, like, in terms of small hometowns, I, it suits some people very well. Mm-hmm. And in my adult life, I'm starting to learn that the ambition to drive you to go to a place where the hustle and bustle is grinding so fast that it wears on your soul and your spirit may not always be what's best for everyone. Mm-hmm. 
I yeah. think it kind of propels you to be a more well-rounded person to be able to handle things that come at you fast versus living in a small hometown. But nobody needs that skill, really. It's, it's just stress. <laughs> that skill, yeah, it's great to have it if you, if you need to use it. But if you never leave a small town, you don't need that skill. So why? You might as well just chill out, like live your very comfortable life. You know everybody in your town. Everybody knows you. It's a perfectly adequate life. Now that's me being shady because <laughs> not my black ass. Uh, what have I been up to? I have been living my very best post-vax life. And I hosted a pride game night at my place. Not to be mistaken with a pride trivia night. <laughs> just, just putting that out there. <laughs> just, <laughs> just putting that out there. It was actually a game night. And it was actually a lot of fun. Yeah, we. I went around. I had like all the smart lights programmed to have different colors of the rainbow. So the lights were actually rainbow colored. And then I tried to go get like a cake that was rainbow, but like I couldn't find one. So I just got one that had decorations that had a few colors on it. I did my very best, my dear. <laughs> I did my best. And then um, my cousin came over with Jenga, but the Jenga wasn't regular Jenga. The blocks were actually colored. So we're just going to chalk that up to pride Jenga. Somebody came over and insisted that there was a versus between Soldier Boy and Bow Wow. Really? And they wanted to watch it. And at first I was like, exactly, that's, that's exactly what I said. <laughs> when they said it, I was like, really? Like, but they, like, I was like, I'm not watching that. I get to dictate the rules of this event and I do not want to watch that. That is something that I do not want. So I just, no. And the person kept harping on it. And I was like, and then they go over like whispering in everybody's ear. My cousin comes back and she was like, well, a lot of people now want to listen to it. I was like. Because then now I look like a fucking dick if I tell everybody no. So we had to turn it on and like we caught the tail end of it. And like I suspected, it was uneventful. Yeah. Like there was some point where like Soldier Boy goes to grab some kid who was like standing near the stage. And I don't know if that kid is like Bow Wow's nephew or something. And that kid just was fighting back, didn't want to go on stage. And I was like, this is awkward. Like, why are we watching this? And then it ended and I was like, thank God. Um, yeah, no, that wasn't fun. So whoever that girl was, I'm glad you got to watch it. But let me reiterate that I hated watching that. So if you're listening to this, sorry about it. I didn't enjoy that. Um, but anyway, the rest of the night was actually fun. We just hung out. Honestly, this is the kind of adult activities that I enjoy. Because, like, I didn't go to a bar. Nobody spilled drinks. Like, yeah. there was nothing rowdy. We were just relaxed over just... You, Good food, good drinks, no extra, no too much. No, that was fun. Yes. Yeah. I actually decided to go shopping for new clothes, which I haven't done in so long. Oh. And I bought, because successfully, I think as of last week, I'm down 10 pounds. I know. I was, I was <laughs> first of all, it's, I'm going to gain it back. I know I'm going <laughs> to gain it back. But I was feeling myself and I was like, is anybody hungry? Because I'm serving looks. <laughs> looks, my dear. And I... <laughs> And I went shopping. I did not buy a single clothing item that one would consider appropriate for my age <laughs> or profession. Everything was Perfect. a crop top. Everything was some tight jeans. Things that I will not be able to wear once I gain an extra pound. <laughs> that is the case. But I bought them all and I'm like, now I need places to wear them. Because now I have like 
at least 15 clothing items that I just got that I have not a single event to wear them to. So now any excuse to be outside, I'm taking it and I'm wearing it. I'm embarrassing anybody. Sorry about it. <laughs> the other thing that happened um, this week is I have been recovering from aggravated assault. <laughs> And I'm saying it as a joke, but it actually really isn't a joke. I was actually on a bike ride somewhere in northern Baltimore, as I do. And two youngsters on a scooter, or it might have been a dirt bike, I can't tell the difference. They just rode up beside me and they started shooting me with, thankfully, a paintball gun. And it was 94 degrees, so I was just wearing a very thin tank top and cycling shorts. And every single one of those four paintball bullets hit my skin. And I was gashing blood. And I was like, what the fuck? And in the split second when I, when I like saw what was happening, I actually was terrified that they weren't just shooting paintball. Yeah. I was afraid that they were shooting real bullets. And luckily I looked down and it's paint and I was like, okay, thank God. And they just zoom off. They look like they were having a great time. So, of course, I, I just keep riding and I see police officers just parked on the side of a place. I just stop and I said, hey, I don't know if you saw anybody driving by in a scooter or a dirt bike or whatever, but like they just shot me with paintball bullets. So and they were like, oh, they didn't see anything. But like and I was like, OK, so uh, so the guy was like, well, if you'd like, we can file a police report for you. And I was like, OK, I'll file the report. But I'm not certain that I can identify who they are, I can give you as best of a description I did I know, but I don't know you'll be able to do anything with that. And I was like, what I actually would like from you is if you can get a medic over here because I've never been, I never go, like stuff, this dangerous stuff that people do, like where they go paintballing or they go like bungee jumping, I don't do any of that stuff because I, I, I don't like getting hurt. I don't like breaking bones, none of that. I don't do that. So I was like, I've never been shot with a paintball pellet before. I don't know, like this is, gashing blood i don't know how to take care of this injury this is not something i'm familiar with so if you yeah. can get a medic over here just to look at it and let me know if it's something i should worry about or if it's not something to worry about how do i take care of it so they did call the medic the medic came <laughs> i was i was livid the medic pretty much like gave me band-aids and wrapped my arm i was like yeah <laughs> do you not see because the thing literally took like oh three millimeters God. of surface skin like there was oh. a dent in my arm it yeah. just yeah and i was like yeah this no is joke. all you're good i know they, it actually hurt like a motherfucker mm -hmm. and i was like what the fuck so the guy was like yeah i mean do you want to go to the hospital i was like okay if i do agree to go to the hospital will they do anything more what's the treatment they're gonna they're like no they'll just give you more band-aid i was like oh then don't waste my time. Like, I'm not going to the hospital for the more Band-Aid. So I was like, can you let me know what's supposed to happen? Now, he goes, yeah, just redress the wound. Go ahead and get, he said, just, um, he was like, put some Neosporin on it, do X, Y, and Z. And I was like, okay, I'll go to the store tonight and do all that stuff. So and then I go back, talk to the police officer. The police officer is like, uh, you can also go down to the station and talk to a detective. I was like, okay, will I tell the detective anything differently from what I just told you? He was like, they might know more ways to trace, uh, track people down. I was like, yeah, but I just told you that information. And he said to me that the information I told him was recorded on his body cam. And I was like, yeah, if you give that exact information to the detective, let them just do that. I don't want to go to the police station and waste another two hours. Mm -hmm. giving them the same information I just gave you. Like, that yeah. seemed like a waste of my time. 
and I I also was like I'm I don't know what I what I then after the fact thought about because I have like the ring doorbell thing and I'm like a member or whatever. I could have just pinned my location and said to anybody who was in the neighborhood like if you have the ring doorbell and you heard anybody with a motorbike or a scooter or a dirt bike whiz by and your doorbell camera happens to have caught it like but I thought about that like way after the fact because I was like that would have been the easiest way to just track in the neighbor that exact location that I was at anybody who had a ring device could have just said okay my doorbell picked up x y and z this is the footage and stuff like that and I thought about that after the fact but I was like mm. anyway so I have been redressing my wounds wrapping myself up in band-aids all that nonsense I did get there's this really cool neosporin spray that they make for kids now and it's like a no sting spray it's it's actually it's this cool yellow package anyway I, I was really happy about that packaging. That's like the good thing that I enjoyed in all of this. But yeah, no, I was really upset about that. So if you are listening yeah. to this podcast and you know anything about this, please contact us. I think our email is bigemptypursepodcast at gmail.com. Let us know so we can forward the right information to the police and the detectives so they can investigate this properly. Because I think this is absolutely unacceptable. Because if it... like. They can shoot. The thing is, like, I was on a bicycle, too. And, like, I was talking to my cousin about this. And she was like, if you were near traffic oh, and they uh, shot yeah. you and you lost control of the bicycle, it could have been so much worse. Oh, yeah. Like, you could have, like, fallen straight into traffic. You can. It could have just progressively gotten so much worse. And she goes, thankfully, this is the worst of it. Like, you just got shot and, like, nothing worse happened. But, yeah, no. So this behavior is unacceptable. If you know anybody in Baltimore that has this kind of behavior, please just, I don't care if they are your brother, your uncle, your, go ahead and report them to the police. This behavior is unacceptable because they will seriously hurt someone. Yeah. And, by the way, the official police charge is aggravated assault, especially with a weapon. So this is a real criminal offense, a felony. So just go ahead if you see anybody doing it, just go ahead and report them. Just go ahead and report them. I have to complain about what a hardship this was on me first. <laughs> <laughs> because you sent right. me on a roller coaster of emotions. <laughs> that was I get, you sent me a text. The podcast might be a little late getting out. Okay, no worries. Second half of the text, because I've been shot four times. What? <laughs> what? What? I'm like, I'm envisioning envisioning you, like, laying in a hospital bed, like, bleeding from gunshot wounds. Like, I might be late editing the podcast. (laughs) And which then, when you told me it was paintballs, I was like, oh, God, I'm so relieved. And so then I had that moment of relief. But then I was like, wait, no. (laughs) It's only a relief compared to gunshot wounds. Actually, that's so fucked up. And yeah. terrifying, and uh, right. I am so sorry. Because this oh. happened a day, because, okay, for those of you listening to this podcast, I'm sure you know that we publish the episodes on Tuesdays. So I go ahead from the weekends to Monday, that's when I, like, edit the episode, I wrap it up, and then I publish it. So, like, I had a huge chunk left to finish, and I was like, I can't lift my arms. <laughs> I, I literally cannot lift my arms. So I was like... Chances are, like, one of two things is going to happen. Either this episode is going to be a whole week late because I have to, like, make sure that I can actually go ahead and... Because for those of you who don't know, actually, you know what? Laura, on this topic, let's roast the other podcasters. 
the big empty purse podcast when we record our episode we don't just record slap it in there and publish it we actually systematically go through every millisecond of the episode to edit it such that it makes sense for the listener we edit it perfectly to be published and that takes that process in a continuous loop takes about 10 hours for each episode so if i can't move my arms to do all that editing for 10 hours guess what we're not releasing an episode that's just it and by the way if you'd like to be an intern for the big empty purse and edit our episodes for us we are broke as fuck but we can pay you intern stipend to do this kind of work that way i don't have to but no we don't outsource any of this all of this is us alone doing it by ourselves so yeah no i was actually like and we're i try to keep as consistent to the schedule as possible tuesdays that way like everybody knows tuesdays when the episode comes out da, 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 da. and i was like the episode may not come out on tuesday and I didn't want to then go on a rant on social media being like, I just got shot four times. That's why the episode would be late. Like a lot of podcasts do that nonsense where like, you know, they go over there. They're just they tell you like this huge epistle for like why they're canceling the episode. And it's like, I'm canceling the episode because my dining table I, broke. And I'm like, OK, like, <laughs> like, how does that have anything to do with your fucking release time? Anyway, but no, I tried to stay. We tried to stay as consistent as possible, though. So anyway, yeah, no, I was, I was miffed. And luckily, when I actually, I was like, you know what? I'm actually just gonna thug it out and see what happens. Once you leave your arm in one position and you just keep working, like you don't feel it as much. It's when you keep moving it. So I was like, okay, if I could just leave Mario in this position and and I actually finished editing the episode and it came out on Tuesday like it was supposed to. So I deserve a cookie and a fucking applause because. <laughs> I did that. But anyway, no. I was actually really upset. I was I felt so violated. Like Yeah. Why would you do that to someone? And it's not that like even if you want I'm not saying doing to anybody, but like the person who's biking in ninety four degree weather who's wearing almost nothing, you are hitting skin. There's no layer of clothing you that's like that's just skin you're hitting. Also, why the fuck do they sell paintball guns? <laughs> like I feel like the only place you should be able to find paintball guns is at an institution that requires people to be properly clothed and shielded for like the environment has to be so controlled for paintball guns to be used. This is why we need fucking gun control, not just for guns that shoot actual metal bullets, but for any kind of weapons we need this stuff to be controlled because somebody can just go up to walmart buy a fucking paintball guns and start shooting people on the street do you understand how stupid this is so the topic we'll be discussing today is speaking of guns america (laughs) (laughs) america america is a weird unique place and patriotism is also very weird to me like really strong patriotism so like with the fourth of july coming up and patriotism about america even though you know lived here my whole life it just feels weird it feels weird so i i was born here and grew up here but you didn't so what was your perception of america before you moved here actually as a kid i was very excited about america extremely excited Mm. for those of you who are just new to the podcast and you haven't listened to all our old episodes before you do let me just break it down for you i am an immigrant i migrated to the united states when i was about 13 14 and i was born and raised in nigeria so growing up the idea of america was 
so much fun to think of, right? Because America is this country that pushed the boundaries of science and technology. And I knew that I wanted to be involved in science and technology. So I was like, if I, if I could pick a place to live in the world, that's the place. All the exciting stuff, especially from when we were growing up, maybe not quite started here, but it was brought to fruition here. All the cool stuff in pharma, in pharmacology, done here. All the cool stuff that had to do with technology innovation, done here. Here. Although they stole most of it from other parts of the world. But it was actually brought to fruition here. So yeah. I was like, okay, the idea of, of America is great. And on the queer front, I'm a queer person. I'm gay. I'm gay, 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 gay. America just seemed like the place where I could finally find my tribe. Mm. Because where I'm from which also is a result of colonialism, our inherited mindset of religion and our society construct was borrowed from England. So we are deathly, deathly homophobic. So I was like, America is the place because I knew that the people in America seem to be... now. In retrospect, other places in the world would have been better. <laughs> but like growing up as a kid, America was very, I guess whoever ran the, I don't want to say PR for the whole country, did a really good job. Because mm. the image of America was squeaky clean to the rest of the world when we were growing up. It just seemed like the ideal place to be, to work, to live. Everybody wanted to live in America, including me. Right. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. That I actually, before I moved here, America was the greatest place in the world. And I, I couldn't picture a better place for me to live. <laughs> How did that change as you actually lived here? <laughs> Mama. I think now that I live here, there there's still some aspects of, that I still think, I don't think America is in the toilet yet. Mm. I think we're probably on the toilet seat. <laughs> we're getting close. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting oh so close but if you just think about it a lot of the still especially with respect to the pharmaceutical industry like just look at the COVID-19 pandemic for instance yes America was slow to the uptake to figure out how to handle it but yeah. once they figured it out and they figured out a way to mass produce the vaccine yeah America was one of the places that mass produced the vaccine extremely quickly and the technology that was used is the mRNA technology that previously was thought to be a little finicky, thought, well, it might not work. And when push came to shove, when it had to be figured out, the place that figured it out first was the United States. And I think that that part of America is still what's keeping it together because a lot of all the good things that happen in America is supported by the efforts of people who may not have been American originally, mm. if that makes sense. The entire science and technology field is supported by mostly people who migrated here. Yeah. Facts. It's Facts. true. Right. Even the tech industry, the tech and software engineering, mostly immigrants. A lot of, and this is why, like every, which is why America was great in the first place. All of the people from all over the world who came here looking for a better life, they brought the best of their skill sets and the diversity from all over the world to contribute to the American economy. And that's why I think America is not in the toilet yet, because those people are still fighting the good fight. 
they're yeah. do, they're doing amazing stuff. Do you know how many times they have tried that mRNA technology for vaccines? It failed every single time. Mm-hmm. But when it actually was necessary for them to figure it out, between the time they actually started, most vaccines take seven to twenty years for them to even get it out the door. This stuff yeah. came out a months, months. Yeah. That to me is a miracle. Seriously. When uh, pre-exposure, um, pre-exposure prophylaxis for HIV, mm-hmm. the United States, because those drugs have always been around. A lot of the drugs that are in the the, the Truvada, the emtricitabine and, and tenofovir, those drugs have been around to treat HIV for a really long time. But America was the first, well, one of the first places that was like, you know what? Let's go ahead and figure out if we can use this for pre-exposure prophylaxis. It didn't happen in Europe. It didn't happen in Africa. It didn't happen in Asia. It happened here. So a lot of these ideas, like, come from people just hoping for better and contributing their best skill sets here. So stuff like that gets me really excited about it. I don't think America's in the toilet yet. We have a long ways to go before we get to the toilet. But I think if, we're, if we mismanage it, we can fast track our entrance into the toilet but yeah no i still i still think america is fun but there are a lot of things that i have learned since now living in america that i'm like wow so you mean the ideal of this fantastic place was built on terrible things which is what scares me about america now because Mm. this 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 thing that i i'm so excited about was built on genocide was built on prejudice, was built on racism, was built on slavery, was built on a whole bunch of horrible things. And what I'm still worried about is the fact that the way America is choosing to not address these things, they kind of pretend like they're addressing it, but mm, not really, is actually what's still wrong with the United States. Mm -hmm. The fact that we are not choosing to address these things properly is, 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 is still the problem. I feel like if the United States government as a whole I'm putting this on the government, although it's not just the government's problem. It's every single person who lives in this country has to address their individual biases. If the United States decided to address stuff like prejudice, racism, the history of slavery, all that stuff, you have no idea. America would be unstoppable. Unstoppable. But the fact that we're not addressing them properly is what's getting in our own way. Mm-hmm. But anyway, anyway, I'm still excited for America. I think... We have hope. We have hope still. Yeah. That's very refreshing. You're you're helping me be positive. Because, I mean... <laughs> <I'll>, <laughs> and I know, I know this is a... Like, I'll admit my own sort of ignorance and blind spots here. I, born here, have always lived here, and I haven't gotten the opportunity to travel much internationally. So I know there's a lot of things... Like, I like to complain about America, and it's not completely unfounded... But there are a lot of things I'm sure that I take for granted, some that I know about and some I think I don't even think about that are good about living here. It helps to have also America's rich as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) I think we waste our money, but like America. And I think this is the other thing, right? How America got rich as fuck. I've thought about this objectively. (laughs) If America had to have paid for all the labor that brought its wealth between 1400 and the 1800s. If they had to pay for those wages, America would just be another country in Europe. It would. They got free labor from yeah. a whole race of people for hundreds of years. That right there is why America is rich. Mm-hmm. That is why the United. Not because America did anything fantastic. Not because of the wars and the oil they stole. All that stuff. No. Right. They just didn't. They didn't pay a whole race of people for 400 years. They saved all that money, and that's why America is rich. I'm sorry to put it that way, but that's precisely why America is rich. 
No, it's true. <laughs> it's absolutely that's it. that's, true. That's really it. I. And as thanks for that, they continued to keep black people from being able to earn money and build wealth even after they started technically paying them. <laughs> it's also America is like obviously every country has its own like America as a country is so obsessed with itself. Like <laughs> it there's so many things that just because I grew up with them seemed so normal and when I take a step back like pledging allegiance to the flag every morning like literally starting every day being like i am a loyal american <laughs> like <laughs> like staring at the flag of our country that's right. weird <laughs> some countries do that when i was in high school in nigeria we used to sing um the nigerian anthem every day really yeah but oh. our, the thing is the nigerian anthem is not as it's not as how do i say because i think the 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 intent behind reciting the pledge and the American anthem every day is kind of like a brainwash into patriotism. Like it just yeah. ingrains it in people. The Nigerian anthem is more like, remember, we are a country of different ethnicities and our whole goal is to maintain our peace and unity. It's not as let's all stand behind this thing called Nigeria. It's more like, uh, mm. it's, uh, I forget. How, let's see if I remember. It's Arise, O Compatriot. Nigeria's call, Obey. Um, to serve our father's land with love and strength and faith. One nation, something, something, freedom shall never be in vain. To serve with all our might, um, something, something, peace and unity. It ends in peace and unity. Mm. It's just a reminder of remember. There's so many ethnicities here, but the whole goal, why we call ourselves Niger, which it started like, it's all colonialism. It's still problematic because the reason why Nigeria is the way it is, is because the people who colonized us wanted an easier way to govern the different sections of Nigeria. So they just like put it all into one pot and then they just brainwash us like, well, you all have to get along together now, which I think there's still some merit to that because the whole point mm. of any people getting along together which is one of the founding ideals of america is it doesn't matter who you are where you're from what your tribe ethnicity is if you come here you're welcome here right and i think that can also be applied to nigeria yes we all came together not because we wanted to because we were forced to under the colonial right but now that we are here together we need to figure out a way to work together because it's a global world out there and honestly it don't matter where you're from just get it together let's just keep this shit going <laughs> Right. Now, America is obsessed with itself in that kind of way where it's like they're brainwashing everybody to just blindly believe in this patriotic thing. It's weird. It's I agree it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> and like the national anthem, the national anthem, you cannot escape. <laughs> like <laughs> it's played at every sporting event, not like like it makes sense if it's like the US team like at the Olympics or something, but no, this is just like an NFL game. Why? Why is the national my favorite instance of an unnecessary national anthem was that I went to a theater in St. Louis, and I'll just, let me just call out St. Louis right now, <laughs> uh. <laughs> to go see The Wiz, and they wow. sang the national anthem before The Wiz. That is unnecessary. <laughs> oh my god, that is unnecessary. Sorry, who sang the national anthem? The audience or or everybody? It was just like a who person. Who led that? It was. Oh, they just. Uh, 
Uh, all right. It wasn't like part of the performance. It wasn't like integrated in any way. It was just like, before you see this musical, we will sing about America. All right. <laughs> and we all will right. stand up and put our hands on our heart. <laughs> the thing is, too, <laughs> we were late. We, my husband and I were late and like still finding our seats and the looks we were getting from people for not like stopping in our place and putting our hands in our hearts. Like, <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> the people of St. Louis did you know, not appreciate it. <laughs> I have a problem with this. I was looking, so with this exact sentiment is what I have a problem with, right? I was, I was watching a TikTok the other day and this, this lady was saying how there's the queer and then there's a trans flag mm-hmm. and people who are very transphobic, homophobic, all that, all that kind of nonsense. They would go get the rainbow flag, burn it, stomp on it. And the queer people were like, if you bought that flag with your own money, go ahead. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's on you. You know, that kind of um, thinking where it's like, oh, it's sacrilege to burn the American flag and step on it. I understand where it's coming from, right? It's coming from this very patriotic belief that this country is hard earned, which mm, we'll talk about that. But um, <laughs> yeah, people think it's irreverent to do stuff like that to the flag. But I'm like, have you stopped to question, say, for instance, if somebody in, I don't know, war-torn Iraq burns the flag and you're like, you're burning our flag. Well... Have you stopped to consider the fact that the actions of America may have hurt that person? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm not trying to get in a debate about... America is the good guy. We're always the good guy. And that is right there. That's what I'm trying to get at. (laughs) Yes, fundamentally, I agree that nobody should just go around burning the American flag, whatever, whatever. But (laughs) if one does burn the American flag, why does that viscerally hurt you so much that you feel the need to retaliate and that's the problem that right there is the problem yeah but anyway anyway yeah no that that it's national anthem every place i'm like all right all right all right first of all i always look at it in terms of like oh this is going to be a fun performance like if whitney sings the national anthem i'm like Mm. yes whitney's gonna give it to us good and also not just in terms of vocals right i think oh by the way let's just talk about whitney houston's performance of the national anthem it might (laughs) have been one of the super bowls you don't understand like I think exactly what you're saying, how National Anthem is like very prevalent at almost every place. Black people in the United States, for the longest time, don't really mess with the National Anthem for this exact reason, because they have seen firsthand how poorly the United States government or America as a whole has treated black people. So they don't really, they don't really mess with the National Anthem like that. Right. But as an artist... Whitney sung that in such a way where she evoked the emotion of... Whitney's talent is more than just her voice. The way she sung that... So the National Anthem, they added like an extra... When Whitney's version came out, it was dragged out. So I think in whatever time it was done, I don't know if it was four or four time or whatever it was, they added an extra... Whatever the the place that the note is supposed to take, they added an extra one and they just left it blank. And that allowed Whitney to drag the very last note of almost every phrase. Mm. And that's very reminiscent of black gospel singing. So that pretty much already put this huge meaning into the way Whitney sang it. And that was the first time in a really long time that black people were fucking with the national anthem. (laughs) Was when Whitney sang it like that. And like... When I look at the national anthem being sung, I'm always looking for something creative to be done 
with the just regular words. I don't want I don't want to hear a, a Fergie singing lay way Fergie. Yeah, no, that that was not the one. But anyway, yeah, I sometimes I enjoy the way people choose to artistically interpret the national anthem in a way that I think is fun. Uh-huh. But just saying it on everything, I don't agree with that. No. With the American flag, I am curious if if this is a thing in other countries. When I see someone with the American flag, like a sticker or on their clothes or something, I assume they are racist. <laughs> like I assume they are problematic. I like is that the same with other countries' flags? Like when you, I feel like that's. I don't. <laughs> I don't know about many other countries, but I want to venture and say no. <laughs> Certainly, like first of all. People in Nigeria don't walk around just with Nigerian, like, because Nigerians, I wouldn't say we're not patriotic people. We don't like the way our federal government moves sometimes, just like Americans don't like the way American government moves sometimes. Like, we, mm-hmm. we're we just like, okay, they're moving a little mad. So, like, we need to just chill out with them for a second. But most people just don't walk around with, like, decals of a Nigerian flag everywhere. Because, again, <laughs> the fundamental reason behind that flag, so the Nigerian flag just pretty much means prosperity, peace, and unity. Green, white, green. Green means prosperity. White means peace and unity. Mm. So the thought behind that isn't like this blind patriotism that like means we are better than everybody else. It just means peace, prosperity, unity. That's it. That is it. So nobody's going around like, yeah, Nigeria, whatever. (laughs) But the Americans who have that flag, their notion is we as America this our flag represents that we are better than everybody else Mm. and it's kind of the way they use that flag is almost like a sticker of xenophobia so if somebody else shows up that isn't quote-unquote one of them then they're like you're not one of us you are not america whatever yeah and that's why when you see people like that you're like oh this is problematic as hell just chill out but it's sad to see how that has then become the mark of xenophobia is when somebody just goes around touting the American flag. Right. And you know what's worse is if they tout the Confederacy flag. Now oh. that, that I... is just pure racism. Yeah, yeah. It literally is. It's, it, it, it's just nothing. But, like, there's just no... Oh. And in the South, like, it's funny. They don't call it... They call it the rebel flag all the time. All right. I'm like... All right. Literally, like you, you're. It's the flag of. Oh, it's it's just it's just bad on so many levels. Like it was just the flag of like a government up, like an uprising against the government that lasted for like a couple years, and represented like <laughs> slavery. Like, why is this something you've chosen to attach yourself to? Why? Oh. No. First of all, this I learned this maybe last year, and I was so dumbfounded by this. Because after the Emancipation Proclamation and the slaves were freed, uh, which is also kind of why Juneteenth is important, because the slaves in Texas, despite the fact that they were free, the quote-unquote slave masters just didn't tell the slaves that they could go. They just kind of held them <laughs> and kept them working for a while. But yeah, when... The slaves were freed because the slaves were considered property the united states government actually compensated slave owners for loss of property which is why it's so 
it's a little tricky when the United States government then now says, oh, we're not going to pay reparations to the descendants of slaves. But y'all paid slave owners. Like, the whole thing mm-hmm. just, this is what I mean by, when I say, <sighs> America, de- by definition, right, is, is, is built on very questionable morals. Yes. Very questionable morals. And I use built loosely, like very loosely. Because the idea of America, I love it. I love it. It's supposed to be an ideal place that governs based on reason mm-hmm. and logic. Yes. And the whole reason America came to be is because they were upset about how the monarchs and the way the establishment of church and state in the old Europe was. Mm-hmm. And they came here like, okay, we're going to do away with all that. We're just going to have our constitution be something just completely based on reason and logic and we're not going to mess with all this other stuff right and the whole thing is they didn't have the manpower to to put together a whole nation so they said you know what we're going to welcome anyone who's willing to work hard and contribute to the betterment of this new nation and we're going to move but even then they had to cleanse the land of the native americans that was definition genocide that was just genocide and then (laughs) the whole thing where if you were an immigrant that got here earlier any immigrant that comes after you're like fuck you no you can't come first of all all the white people who are in the united states i'm sorry none of y'all actually were originally from this land no (laughs) just saying y'all came from the caucus mountains so (laughs) this is technically not your land either no but the whole point of you having quote-unquote built this nation here or slash it's almost like people who italians who were here who arrived in the 1920s right and then when the 60s came around, they were like, oh, we cannot do away with the Jim Crow era because then black people can sit with us. I'm like, I'm sorry, my dear. You got here 40 years ago. Like, <laughs> and those black people that you are complaining about were brought here against their will 300 and something years before you. So technically, you are the newcomer. So shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. And that's the point that I keep making. People just, like, the whole thing is just warped. It's... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love this country, but we need to address some skeletons in our closet because yeah. the whole thing is distorted. Yeah. And like, this is not even the slavery episode. If we really wanted to discuss slavery as a thing, oof, that is, yeah, America needs to just completely have several seats and have it laid out because, and the, th- the thing is the people who um, do the thing where they have the American flag decals and they walk around, it's, it's willful ignorance for them to stay on that side of the fence because I would like to think, for the most part, it's perpetrated by the white supremacy simply because they, they, would, they would prefer to believe that they are better than everyone else simply by the color of their skin. Because if you look at every other metric, the content of your character, your moral upstanding, your productiveness in society, you are not the best at any of those things. Honestly, like yeah. those people, do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. Like, so I think it's, I, I mean, I, I don't want to say too much before the next, like, <laughs> white supremacist catches me in these streets and beats my ass. But like, I I, I kind of like, I, I wish there were a way to educate these people just so they can see that being on that side of the fence doesn't really, actually, at the end of the day, it doesn't even serve them either. It's kind of like they're, anyway, 
I've said too much. I'm getting I'm getting my ass beat. This one that I got shot with pellet guns last time, it might not be pellet guns this time. <laughs> so let me just not say anything, honestly, because I I'm just out here just oh my God. <laughs> dropping truths. But anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. But to answer your question, that white flag thing, um, that white flag, the American flag thing is a decal on every surface. That is problematic, especially in 2021 where like, no, no. I'm not saying don't be patriotic about the United States. You should be because, again, this country has a lot of potential to fix a lot of things that are wrong with it. But it's all in the way you do it. Because right now, when I got naturalized as a U.S. citizen, they gave me a small American flag. And I keep that. That is in my pencil. That's in my pencil holder upstairs. I always keep that. And it's not because I'm like, you know, I'm I'm American. I'm just like, oh no, this this is hard one. Like mm. I I dreamed of one day having this. I always wanted to be in the United States. So yeah, now I am an American and I will do whatever it takes for me to continue to contribute to this place that I believe so much in. But the next person who's coming along who wants to be an American tomorrow, I know what that feels like. I'm not gonna sit here and say you can't be American or you came here illegally. My whole thing is this whole country only works because every single person who decides to come here contributes to it. Mm -hmm. If you want to come, please come. Yeah. But the understanding is you have to contribute to it like the rest of us are. Yeah, literally. The the attitudes towards immigration are wild, wild. Like there's such a tiny fraction of... I mean, like, obviously it depends how far you want to go back, but, like, Native Americans are such a tiny fraction of Americans. Like, literally everybody came here from somewhere else. Like, everybody. And the reason why there's such a small fraction is because their people were systematically wiped out. Let's Jeez. not forget that. Yeah, let's yeah. not. And that we still have a holiday for, <laughs> for Mr. Mr. <sighs> Mr. Genocide and Slave Trade himself, Christopher Columbus. Fuck Columbus. Fuck that man. Honestly, he is a raggedy bitch. <laughs> Fuck him. The raggediest. <laughs> Fuck him. He's a raggedy bitch. Fuck Christopher Columbus. Yeah, and it, like, America hasn't even like addressed its history in ways as simple as that. Like, get rid of Columbus Day. Like, he's been dead. He doesn't care. Right. Like, get rid of yeah. Columbus Day. Why? But the people who want to hold on to Columbus Day for as long as possible are the people who have that American flag on every surface. Yeah. Be- simply because... And the thing is, they like... Also, the textbooks have to go back. We have to fix the textbooks. Oh, that way God. people actually are educated. Christopher oh Columbus God. did not discover the Americans. No. There were people who were already here. He came, he stole, he pillaged, and he just decided to fuck the people who were already here. Yep. And the people who pretty much... And by the way, people don't understand. America as a place is not as um, agriculturally viable as so many other places in the world. The Native Americans actually did a lot of work to figure out a way to farm this soil on this continent. It wasn't the great. It's not like Africa. The, the soil in Africa, pretty much like the climate, almost anything can grow there. Here, the seasons that change... You, don't, you have no idea how much agricultural knowledge the Native Americans had to have passed on. For pe- They actually welcomed the white folk and they're like, this is how you work the land. These are the things that grow best in these. And what do you pay them back with? You kill them all? What the fuck? 
Yeah, no. So Christopher Columbus, fuck him. The day that we celebrate his arrival in America, we need to scrap that altogether. He is a raggedy bitch. And that I feel very comfortable saying. Yeah. No, we do. The the textbooks are, are wild. Like I grew up in North Carolina and the like the way we learned about the Civil War, like I will I, I will never excuse a single person with a Confederate flag, but it's also taught very differently down there. Like this the role of slavery is minimized so much and it's ta- like it's always framed as they were fighting for states' rights, which is like still a thing. Which is like, oh, we're the United States and each state has the right to be different and that we tried to secede because they were infringing upon states' rights. And like that that's how it is framed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's <laughs> the rights yeah. they're talking about are the rights to own people. Do you celebrate the Fourth of July? I wanna say no. <laughs> Simply because um because what is celebrating the 4th of July? It's usually just cookouts and fireworks, both of which I'm not fond of. Like the typical American cookout cuisine, I don't love. Like mashed potatoes, potato salads, flavorless grilled meats. You know that nonsense <laughs> they put on the grill that has no flavor and it's just charred on both sides? Like, I don't love that. Um, salty hot dogs, like, I'm sorry. This is not something I enjoy. And fireworks, that's just noise to me. I understand yeah. that, like, it's pretty but like i would rather have it be pretty and not have the noise so if i could just Mm -hmm. put a screensaver or fireworks and watch it on the tv and mute it that's more fun to me than actually listening to all that banging and noise and all yeah Yeah. so no i don't celebrate the fourth of july yeah i don't really understand why people are so fascinated with fireworks shows like it's just like they they are pretty but like I've, i've seen them now and it's loud they're so loud and it's the same every year it's the same you know yeah yeah. they're not reinventing the firework every year like (laughs) they're like this one is bigger it's better it go high you can go higher it has more colors all right all right (laughs) like who cares yeah no because when i was when i was younger fourth of july was like I mean, I still celebrate it, but it was, like, celebrated it in a lot more, like, patriotic way when I was younger. Like, (laughs) fucking Old Navy. Old Navy... (laughs) (laughs) Old Navy just goes all out with the American flag, like, Fourth of July merchandise. When I was a kid, we bought an Old Navy Fourth of July t-shirt every year. Every year. Every year we bought one. Just, like, not even just a... Old T-shirt, Old Navy, the flag, and the year. Every year, we bought. What a scam! Old Navy is running, and we. Honestly, we... that's. I guess. Look, <laughs> it's all marketing. Everything in this country is about money. If you dig far down enough, the bottom line is money. Old yeah. Navy did that. I'm sure Old Navy probably pushed for the schools to be patriotic. That way, they can sell more yeah. T-shirts. So they. Oh, I, I don't yeah. put it past Old Navy. It's about mm-hmm. money. So yeah, yeah. Oh damn, yeah. What a waste. <laughs> but yeah, no. I'm just I'm realizing more and more through this episode how like all of the I I'm like conflating my like whatever feelings of patriotism I have, which are sort of jaded, but they're with the like symbols of patriotism, which I either feel are like laughable or like problematic in a brainwashing or xenophobic sort of way. Like, all of yep. the symbols of American patriotism are, like, not not it. 
So that part of the celebration, I definitely don't really get into anymore. But I still celebrate having a day off and it being the summer. Hey. So. <laughs> the 4th of July, at the very base, what I think it's good for people who haven't seen each other in a long time, it's just good to have a day just relax and catch up with the people you like. Mm-hmm. None of that extra xenophobia that's added <laughs> just all that nonsense keep that to the side we don't need that although yeah. i did <laughs> i did one summer um i interned in indianapolis indiana for a summer in college oh my God. and when i tell you i had the most america fourth of july in indiana we went skeet shooting we drank. What's snake? What's snake shooting? Skeet shooting. What's that? What's that mean? It's like you toss like a little disc thing in the air and you shoot it out of the air. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because okay. because guns are fun. <laughs> this is fair. See, my, <laughs> after being shot, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, so I went I went skeet shooting, drank Budweiser out of like American flag cans. Uh and mm. then went to shoot off fireworks, but fireworks were illegal in the county we were in. So we drove like just over the county line and set off fireworks in like a cornfield. <laughs> All right. All right. Do you see how unnecessary this is? It was just it's so unnecessary. It's like I'm having the it's full, living the full America fantasy right now, and I'm not, <sighs> I'm not enjoying it. <laughs> but, I mean, it's yeah. When, this is what I mean. Some of this is unnecessary. <laughs> so anyway, much of it anyway. is unnecessary. Oh God! <sighs> when in Indiana, <laughs> you do as the Indianans do. Honestly, I do. The Hoosiers. Right. That's what they That's call what themselves. Hoosiers. The Hoosiers? Why? Why? There's a lot of... Okay. Sorry. That was a stupid question. I shouldn't have asked. Moving on. (laughs) I'm like, what? Why? Yeah. I put this question on here. Honestly, all of these bullet points are going to be their own episode where we get mad about things. I I wrote one of the worst things about America. How much time do we have? How long is this episode going to be? <laughs> this like list can go on. 24-hour marathon podcast. <laughs> I mean, luckily, we've already hit on some of the, you know, America's greatest hits, like the genocide of Native Americans and slavery Boy. and white supremacy. Um, we've also got fun America facts, like how we're one of, we're basically the only developed country without guaranteed parental leave. Why? That is just... <laughs> Why? We need to do better in the United States. I, and the, there, there's no good reason as to why we can't do better. Mm-hmm. Somebody's like, well, why are we going to pay for it? Where is the money going to come from? And I'm like, you're actually paying more money to keep it the way it is. So why are you like this? It's so short-sighted. Just Very. so profit-driven. Like in the immediate moment that people are unwilling to fix things. Anyway, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, God. 
Did we skip over the healthcare system? Did we skip that one? <laughs> let's let's go to that one. The American because healthcare system. Ooh. For those of you who live in other parts of the world, you don't understand. For you to have, first of all, American healthcare is stupid expensive by design. It's just expensive. Like a single doctor's visit from the billing perspective can range more than 4,800 US dollars one single doctor's visit Mm -hmm. and the number can go up depending on what it is they're billing you for now the only way where you can get that number down is to pay for health insurance let's go a step further for you to have health insurance where your insurer i don't know pays for a fraction like 80 percent or whatever of the amount that the doctor or whatever it is the healthcare institution bills you is for you to have a job that provides that healthcare insurance. So your ability to have insurance requires you to have a job. If you get fired from your job, you don't have healthcare insurance. If you get sick and you're unable to work, you don't have healthcare insurance. If you are an independent contractor, contractor, and you're ma- or you're self-employed or whatever, if your main source of income does not require an employer who is going to give you, as part of your benefits package, healthcare insurance, guess what? You don't have healthcare. So if you show up to that hospital without that healthcare insurance card that you can only get for most people from your employer, mm-hmm. and that medical institution bills you $4,800, that's on you. Now, I don't know many people who have $4,800 just lying around. Mm-hmm. I don't. Now, you can show up and just say, oh, you know, I've, I don't know. I got, I got shot with paintball pellets on my bike ride. <laughs> and you go to a, and you honestly, when I got, yeah. first of all, when I got shot, I was like, I'm not going to a hospital for this. Because I show up to the emergency room and I say, oh, somebody randomly shot me with paintball pe- pellets when I was on my bike ride. They can give me a bill that I can't pay. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm just, I'm just going to thug it out. I'm thugging it out. And this is what's wrong with America. So the healthcare system here sucks. In most other countries, they are under the universal healthcare plan where the government actually just gives everybody healthcare insurance. Mm -hmm. And what that means is in everybody's taxes, if you do work, that goes into a pot for that. Mm-hmm. And the government also looks over the regulations as to what the healthcare institutions can bill for certain things. Right. And they try to make it reasonable. In the U.S., that's not regulated. You can show up and you say you have a headache. The doctor can give you one single aspirin and they can bill you $5 million. It's not regulated. They can do right. anything. The only way they can regulate it is if that healthcare provider agrees with the insurance company and says this is how much we're going to take from your insurance then if you have that insurance, this is the maximum they can bill you. That number is still not reasonable. But if you don't have that insurance, my dear, you're fucked. Fucked. Anyway, so yeah, no. The healthcare system in the United States is not great. I think we can do better. And people are saying, this is the other thing that I hear. They're like, oh, you know, for those people who actually have really expensive, quote-unquote expensive, um, personal or private healthcare, they're like, well, you want to do away with our healthcare system? That's not what we're saying, my dear. We're just saying make universal health care an option. So at the very base, everybody has that. Mm-hmm. If you and your bougie ass chooses to go purchase a private health care insurance on top of that, ain't nobody stopping you. 
you can do that. But at the base, we're not saying do away with all private health care. That's not what we're saying. We're just mm-hmm. saying we need universal health care as a base. But anyway, people fight this tooth and nail, and I'm like, okay, y'all are just doing too much. Because yeah. Anyway. Yeah. No, one time I, uh, I had to be, like, taken to a hospital in an ambulance. I, like, passed out and, like, they called the ambulance and, like... I can't imagine, like, I had insurance and pretty good insurance because I was part of a union then. Shout out to unions <laughs> for insurance. But uh, I was like, I can't imagine, like, because, like, it wasn't it wasn't my choice. I passed out. They called an ambulance for me, which was, like, necessary. But right. I, I can't, what if I had no insurance? I passed out. Someone very reasonably calls an ambulance for me. I wake up in that ambulance and I can't afford it. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm just being driven down the road, like, racking up thousands of dollars. <laughs> I just can't, like, oh. And so many people are, that's their reality. Like, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to not <laughs> be one of them, but uh, many, many, many people in America. Like, it's right. a nightmare scenario. Right. What you just said, if you have to call an ambulance to your home, if you just pick up if say like you just said if you pass it for them to even show up at your door the meter starts at like a five between five hundred and thousand dollars they just drive the not like they haven't done anything to you yet they just drove the ambulance you are liable for that and you must pay it and by the way you and i are talking like and this is what i've said like we are part of the people who i would say are blessed we have insurance this thing we're complaining about doesn't necessarily affect us directly. But those it affects directly on their behalf, mama, we need this. This universal healthcare, we need yes. it. We fucking need it. We need it. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, also, you put on here childhood education system, which you don't understand <laughs> how. First of all, I think George W. Bush cited into law that there's um, no child left behind. So between when you were born and when you're 18 years old, you must attend some form of school. You must be in school until you're 18, which I think it's like the the sentiment I think is okay because like you're just like you know forcing people to just, you have to be educated, but the actual quality of the education that people get, wow, yeah. I know people who can, first of all I went to public school and you know for for a fact I cannot read I can't read <laughs> I blame that on public school. There are people who cannot vocalize words on a page, mm-hmm. or they have a reading level that's not past third grade. Yeah. I'm one of those people, so I can roast myself <laughs> when I say this. The, I mean, they it's almost like they just showed up to this institution every day for 18 years. They didn't learn shit. Basic things they need to survive, they didn't learn there. Mm-mm. So why did you force them to go for 18 years? It's a... Yeah. Why? We need, to, we need to improve that, too. Yeah. And also, we uh, ingeniously tied the income level like by through the taxes of the like surrounding area of the school <laughs> to the school's funding so if you live in a poor area you have, your school has less funding which that definitely wouldn't create any problems <laughs> it's a it's a self-perpetrating cycle like you so to put it in different terms each neighborhood has a zip code and the public school system attaches a school to that zip code. And in certain zip codes, is maybe the people who live there don't make as much money. 
so their taxable income is less. So the tax revenue for that zip code is less, which means the amount of funding that they give to the school in that neighborhood is less. So those schools, because there's not as much money, don't have as much resources, and the education system there is poor. So you are constantly undereducating poor people. Simply, why are you penalizing people? Like, why? Yeah. So if you live in a poor neighborhood, you get a terrible education because the school that you go to is not funded properly because they say, well, your neighborhood, there's not enough taxable income. You understand? Which is also why a lot of parents who don't make as much money, they will send their kids to go live with a relative that lives in a quote-unquote neighborhood that has a higher taxable income so they, their kids can have better education. Mm. And technically... If, if you legally do it such that the kid actually lives in that house and whatever, it's fine. But, like, if you just do it because you just want your kid to have a better education, they can actually go ahead and penalize you for doing that. They can throw you in jail for that. And I'm like, how are you throwing people in jail for wanting better education for their kids? It doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense. How about you just fund all the schools adequately? Yep. And you make sure the level of education is great for everybody. Yep. Because I guarantee you, you know the funny thing? Somebody said, the smartest person in the world is not Albert Einstein. He's being credited as the smartest person that we know. But it's not. The smartest person who's ever lived is probably some poor person who lives in some backwater place. And the reason why we don't know them as the smartest person in the world is because they've spent their entire life just trying to survive. Mm -hmm. The level of their genius has not been applied to something that the rest of us can recognize. And that struck me because yeah. where I grew up in Nigeria, Mama, I have not met people that creative, that intelligent since I moved to the United States. Mm. These people have ridiculous intelligence and drive and creativity, but they don't have enough money to feed themselves day to day. They are spending literally 10 hours a day hawking goods to sell at a very marginal profit just so they can have enough money left over to feed themselves, mm-hmm. let alone... You can't ask them to be rocket scientists. You can't ask them to be space engineers because they don't have the time to dedicate to that. They're literally yeah. just trying to feed themselves. So that's what I mean. Like those people, they're going to leave their whole their leave their whole lives never aspiring to the complete extent of their intelligence. They just never will. And we won't know them as the smartest people who've ever lived. Yeah, the higher education system also like you've put on here sucks. Trash. And it sucks for <laughs> You know the funny thing is the higher education system, the actual quality of higher education if you go to the top tier schools where the rigor is there, now there are some top tier schools that don't have the rigor, don't get me wrong, brown. <clears throat> but anyway, <laughs> if you go to the actual higher education in the United States, is not, the quality itself is not the worst. Mm-hmm. No, right? yeah. But the way it's structured is what's fucked. Because yes. for you to, if you want to have a decent higher education in the United States, it'll cost you an arm and a leg. Actually. Oh. It'll cost you your whole body, your head, your legs, your toes, your the whole thing. Seriously, it yeah, costs. My selling price would not pay for a college degree. Like if you just sold me as a person, like <laughs> it would not be enough to. We're laughing about this, degree. but it actually won't. And that number keeps exponentially growing. Mm-hmm. And by the way, fun fact: the biggest revenue for the U.S. government is interest on student loans. It's not income tax. It's it's literally that. So when people are saying, oh, the U.S. government is going to do away with student loans, my dear, that's the biggest revenue. If 
why would the U.S. government sacrifice its cash cow? Do you see what I'm saying? So when they say, oh, Biden is going to do away with it, I'm like, if Biden even tries to do away with it, the amount of, like, he's going to face some serious pushback. So anyway, that is sad. But sorry, I feel like I'm sounding like a bitter person about the United States. I'm just breaking down what really is <laughs> fucked up about this country. <laughs> Oh, oh no! after this episode. <laughs> no, that's all I'm doing too. But hopefully, people are actually learning about what exactly is wrong about all these things. Hopefully, they're not just listening to the episode like, "Yeah, America." I hope they actually really think about this. What are <laughs> What are some of the good things about America? <laughs> I think the best thing about America, at least one of the best things about America, is the fact that America is diverse. It's like yeah. a double-edged sword sometimes, but. There are so many people who have very different experiences, very different backgrounds in the United States. And all of those people are willing to contribute their very niche expertise and background to make the country better. And that, I think, is one of the best. Like, people, the people who are xenophobic in the United States, I'm like, y'all are stupid AF. Because a lot of the great things we enjoy about this country, we have borrowed and stolen from everywhere else around the world. Because the people from those countries just come here and donate it. Be, like, a lot of the, um, the, like, the waterways that have dams in them that produce hydroelectrics, hydroelectricity, that whole thing was done best in Asia. And the people from there are just like, we can do the same thing here, and they build it here. Or, um, you know, even, like, the, the, way we, um, the way we preserve and cure foods... Most of that we got from, because people from the Caucasus Mountains, <laughs> they really weren't good at preserving food, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because the food was just at really low temperatures, and they didn't really need to do much to preserve it. A lot of food-preserving technology, Africa. Mm. Besides just freezing the food at low temperatures. People yeah. in Africa have been preserving food in hot climates for really long time right so a lot of these things that make america fantastic we've borrowed from everywhere else especially the best food in the united states is borrowed from all over the world <laughs> yes the standard hot dog and burgers that we eat here is not the best food in the u.s i'm sorry to say it this is a fact my dear facts but yeah no i think the way people pre uh, prepare food all that kind of stuff so yeah that's the one thing the other thing is what I really enjoy about America is the fact that people believe so strongly in the progressive ideal of America that they are literally willing to die for it. And in my opinion, that's the only thing that's keeping America, America from imploding. Like, people are willing to die for the fact that we are going to fight for civil rights. We are going to fight for trans rights. People are literally dying, fighting to make America a better place. And the whole mindset is... If I fight and I get it done, even if I die, the person who's coming after me is going to benefit from it. And I think that in and of itself is why America continues to go on. And I think it's, it's very noble of the people who really... Look, I'm not a self-proclaimed activist or anything. I don't think I have the range for that. But the people who do it, I swear, they just... It's their life's calling. They don't care what happens to them in the process. They will fight tooth and nail to get the thing done. So shout out to those people. And I think that in and of itself is a good thing about the United States. So that concludes our episode about America. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Enjoy your America-filled 4th of July. Or don't. <laughs> <laughs> Do you. <laughs>
You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Big Empty Purse. Tweet us, message us, talk to us. Tell us what you'd like to hear us talk about in the future. On next week's episode, we'll be talking about It's Actually To Be Determined. You should show up. We'll be here. And we'll definitely let you know then. Until next time, peace.